0: Come on, y'all excited about that worship this morning? Man, it was so good. Man, I'm telling you, I know a lot of people come to church and they're like, Man, I just, I'm with the Word. And that's cool. But just as much as you need the Word, you need worship as well. Because worship, it prepares your heart not only for the Word, but it also shows God your dependency upon Him. It shows your humility to say, God, I need you. To say, God, I'm thankful for who you are in my life. But the the proud heart says, I don't want to worship. The proud heart says, I I don't need to worship. That's all good for other people. But for me, God knows how I feel about him. No, God wants you to express your gratitude, your love, your thanksgiving to him through worship. Amen. What he wants is your bow. He wants your bow. And the only way you can do that is through worship, to express Openly with your hands raised, which are literally uh, bowing down on the ground, uh, a dance, opening up your mouth and singing and things of that sort. But man, I was just so moved by worship today and I know I needed it this morning. Amen. 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 Well, I'm excited to be with you guys this morning and uh, continuing our series uh, entitled Break Free. Break Free. This is week two. Uh, on Break Free. Last week, we talked about break free. And what we're talking about in Break Free, we're talking about breaking free from the cornal mind or from cornality. And last week, we talked about uh, breaking free from the cornal mind. And the cornal mind will be opposed always to the things of God. And you say, well, why are we talking about this topic? Because sometimes I feel like we could get so caught up in our everyday lives that we forget that Jesus is coming back. Amen. He is returning. He will return. And the cornal mind would do everything that it can to keep you in right standing with God. It would have you follow your own desires, your own thoughts, your own beliefs, and it will do everything opposed to the word of God because it doesn't want you to be ready in time for when he comes again. Now, we don't know when he comes again. The Bible even says that. We don't know the day or the hour when the Son of Man will return. But you know what? You can be ready. And the corner of mine will always try to keep you from not being prepared for when the Lord comes again. Because not even his coming again, we don't know how many days we are allowed on this earth. So we always must be ready in every situation, in every circumstance to make sure that, hey, I'm not allowing this coronal mind of mine to keep me from pursuing the Lord. Amen. And today's topic, you can follow along on the app. If you have the app, you can download that, follow along with the notes. Now, this is something definitely that the coronal mind does not like. I can guarantee you that as soon as y'all hear the word, y'all going to say, oh, no, we don't like that. Today's topic, what we're talking about is alignment with authority. Alignment with authority. No one naturally likes authority. I don't know one person that says, oh, I just love authority. I just can't wait to submit myself and align myself under authority. No, you want to do what you want to do. And the moment you feel like someone is trying to tell you what to do, especially if it's opposed to what you want to do, we got issues. Mm-mm, we have some problems. Or if you feel like you have a better way of doing things than what they're doing. That carnal mind of yours says, I do not want to come under alignment with that. So we're going to read our main verse throughout this uh, sermon series, which is Romans chapter five. I'm sorry, Romans chapter eight, verse five through nine. It says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit for the corner, for to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace now we all desire that life and peace amen because the carnal mind is enmity against god or is deep rooted hatred that word enmity, enmity, enmity that's what that means deep rooted hatred against god for it is not subject to the law of god nor indeed can it be so then those who are in the flesh cannot please god But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Amen. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. Now, this whole sermon series is not to to beat you up and make you feel condemned. This is to give you hope. Hope to say there is a better way. Hope to say I don't have to be captive to these thoughts of mine that keep me away from God. I don't have to be a slave to these thoughts that make me question and go back forth and waver in my belief and relationship with God and is God really for me and is God really good and is the word of God true? The carnal mind will keep you going back and forth but what I want to encourage you is this, live in the spirit and if you live in the spirit and you continue to pursue the Lord, you can overcome the carnal mind and a big part of that today is coming under alignment with authority. You know, God is a God of divine order. We're going to say this, and then we're going to pray. God is a God of divine order. He created the heavens and the earth with divine order. The Holy Trinity is in divine order. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. God's word is order. Everything, in about, everything about God's word brings order to whatever it is that it's speaking about. When God speaks, you have to determine if you're in alignment with God's word. You see, the corner of mind doesn't say, let me make sure that I'm in alignment with God's word. The corner of mind says, I want to do what I want to do. This feels right. But we have to say, no, I need to come under alignment with God's word. Amen. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you. For these next few moments in your presence, I thank you that you speak clearly to our hearts. Speak something new to us today, Lord God, that we could come under alignment with authority. In Jesus' name, amen. In that trend of authority, God's authority is something you have to choose. You have to choose to come under God's authority. Because naturally, you will not. How many years did it take you to get become saved? Just think about that. How many years did it take for you to become saved? So what was those other years? You didn't want to come under God's authority? And even in the time you've been saved, how many times did you want to run away from God's authority when he spoke something to you? Why is that? Because our flesh, our carnal mind does not like authority. We want to do what we want to do. And anytime. God's Word, anytime God brings order or correction in our lives, we don't like that. Tell me how good I am. Tell me that you're a good God and that you want to bless me with good things. Don't tell me that I need to correct this attitude. Don't tell me I need to change this mindset. Don't tell me I need to, to change this behavior. Just God, just show me that you're the loving God that you are. Give me your mercy and grace. And he does all those things. But he also wants you to come under his authority. So we have to say, I have to choose to come under God's authority. You know, Adam and Eve, they were under God's authority. And to sin into the world. And into them, I should say. And then when sin entered them, they made a decision to leave under God's authority. Because they started making decisions from themselves, for themselves. God say, I, this, "This is this always baffles me. You can have any tree, any fruit in the garden. Any of them, just not this one. Just not this one." And so for that, for however long that was, they were under His authority. Until one day, they allowed the serpent to deceive them and say, so you need to come from under God's authority because you know better. Because you can become God like God and he doesn't want you to be like him. So why don't you just taste of the fruit of the tree and you, could be, you can have the same authority as God. Because just like we don't want to come under authority, we want to be the authority. We want to be the boss. We want to make, call the shots and make all the rules in our lives. Just like Adam and Eve did. And when they did that, They've removed themselves from God's authority because they wanted to make decisions from themselves. And how many times have you come from under God's authority to make decisions from yourself, and how well did they go for you? We have to choose to come under alignment with God's authority. And today I'm going to give you three things on why we need to come under alignment with God's authority. The first one is this, because it's good and perfect. I mean, that's enough right there. When you come under God's authority and align with God's authority, it's good and perfect. James chapter 1, verse 17. It says, every good and perfect gift is from above. It's good and perfect. Every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or no shadow of turning. Every good and perfect gift comes from, the, for, comes from above. Everything that God wants to give you is good and perfect. That's good, right? That's encouraging, right? All you have to do is come under his authority. Just come under his authority. No matter the situation or the circumstance that you find yourself in, God has something good and perfect for you. So what does that mean? That means on your workplace, no matter how good or bad you think it is, God has something good and perfect for you in the workplace. No matter how bad you feel your family is jacked up, when you come under alignment with God's authority, God has something good and perfect for your family. When it comes to your finances, as, as broke as you may feel you are, and I'm not calling anybody broke, but we can all feel like, man, I can use a little more or that could be whatever. The ki- There's a good and perfect gift for you. In parenting, oh, I messed up. My kid's grown now. Or if you have little ones, well, how am I going to raise these little ones? Guess what? God has a good and perfect gift for your children and your parenting. In every dimension, in every area of your life, God has something good and perfect specifically for you. Now, I think that's encouraging. That should be something you should rejoice about this morning. Because what God has good and perfect for you might not be what he has for me. But it's good and perfect for you. And that's the great thing about God. He could give all of us a good and perfect gift, and it could be a different gift for all of us. And we can all rejoice and celebrate and not be envious or greedy For what someone else has, because we know that God has something good and perfect specifically for me. So when other people receive something, we can say, oh, I'm so let's celebrate with you because I know God has something good and perfect for me, too. So why should I be jealous or envious of someone else when God has something good and perfect ready for me? But to see the key to that is this. You have to come under God's authority. Because your way is not the way. His way is the way. But you have to come under what? His authority. Camden, she has this thing at school where it's called Super Reader. And they have what they call the Million Word Club. So if you read a million words uh, from books, you receive a certificate. They have this big award ceremony, you receive a certificate and she's been trying hard to get it. But in her mind, she feels, if I could just read these small books, and i read a lot of them, then I can get to a million words. And a lot of these books have pictures in them, and they're on her reading level or her grade level, but we're like, Camden, if you want to get to the Million Word Club, you have to read chapter books. Not these little small, easy read books that have pictures in them. Because we're trying to help you get to the Million Work Club. So, so what we're telling you is, do not bring home any more books with pictures in them. Just last week, Tamara was going through her book sack. And it was Tuesday, I believe, because Tuesday is a library day. And Camden had another book with some pictures in it. And Tamara asked her, like, Camden... Didn't I tell you not to get any more books with pictures in them? Yes. Well, well why, did you, why, did you, why did you get it when you know I told you not to get it? Well, before I got it, I thought about what you said, but then I, I figured I could just read it really fast, and then I could just get another book. What, what is that? She thought her way was better even though there was clear instructions from authority on what to do, because we're trying to help her. Clear instructions. Don't read these little picture books. That's not going to help you. But we do the same thing with God. God gives us clear instructions, son, daughter. I don't want you to do this. I want you to do this. Well, God, I figured if I do this, then I could get there faster. Or I figure if I do this, It'll make me feel better. And we take ourselves away from God's protection and his authority. And now her punishment was she had to read that whole book that day. So he's like, okay, so she want to get the book. You're going to read that whole book right here tonight. So no playing with toys. You're going to eat. You're going to read the book, eat your food, and you're going to bed. And that was, that's what, and she read the whole book. But I bet she won't bring that picture book home again But the point is, there's consequences when we don't stay under God's authority. Now, the consequences for her weren't bad. But for us, whoo, man, them setbacks, those consequences that come from God and come from under his authority, those are real life consequences. (laughs) Those those are some consequences that can set us back for a while. And that can, and it's self-inflicted. And it can make us say, God, why would you do this? God didn't do anything. It was because we decided we're going to come from under his authority. But anytime you have to scheme, manipulate, strive to make things happen, you are not working under the authority of Christ, but operating under the carnal leadership. So if you're manipulating, you're striving, you're trying to overcompensate for whatever it is that you're doing, you are not under the leadership of Christ. You are under the leadership of the carnal mind. The carnal mind is what's leading you, and that is a detriment to us. Amen? When, God, when you come under God's authority, you get authority to establish his perfect plan for your life. And that's the great thing about that. When you come under God's, because all of us, us want to know, God, what's the plan for my life? What do you want me to do? All you have to do is come under his authority, and he will lay out his perfect plan for your life. But you have to choose to come under his authority to receive the good and perfect gift for the plan that he has for you. I'll give you an example of that for, for our lives. When tomorrow and I first got married, we were thinking about moving to Mobile to help Pastor Brown and Mr. Tawana with the church. And this is when we first got married. But the thing was, things just weren't lining up. First of all, I need a job. I applied to I don't know how many places. All the jobs, not one call back. (laughs) And it was like no doors were opening, nothing was happening. But it seemed like, why why wouldn't we want to, because we're in ministry, why wouldn't we want to come down here and help them with the church? And I remember I was talking to my pastor at the time about the situation. And he just said, this is a word from the Lord. He said, the decision right now that you're going to make to either move down there or to stay will be the difference between you receiving everything you ever wanted or always wishing that there was more. And so we decided to stay. And through circumstances, eventually we did come down here. And it was God's good and perfect gift. But if we would have tried to force our way down At the beginning, it would have been turmoil because we were striving, we were manipulating, trying to get our way down when God was like, this is not the right time for you. But when you just wait for God and allow him to come under your and you come under his authority, the good and perfect gift and plan that he has for you, it will come in the perfect timing. You just have to choose to say, I'm going to come under his alignment because this is the thing, the right thing. At the wrong time is the wrong thing. The right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. That's something you should always remember. I remember I heard that years ago, and I said, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. The right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. God has a good and perfect timing and a good and perfect gift for all of us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Number two, when we come under the alignment with authority, it brings order. It brings order. Isaiah 28 10. It says, for he says, order on order, order on order. Let me read that again. For he says, order on order, order on order, line on line, line on line, a little here, a little here. So I would think order is important. Order on order, order on order. What is this? When we come under the authority of Christ, Christ brings order to our lives. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for order, because I know my life was a hot mess before I came under his authority, and I needed some order. (laughs) I needed some order. When you align with the good and perfect, it brings dark things into the light. The more you crave order, that is a true sign that you're maturing in your pursuit of the Lord. How do you know you you're, pursue, pursue, uh, you're uh, maturing in your pursuit of the Lord? when you start to crave order? When you say, you know what? my finances, I need to get my finances in order. My health, I need to get my health in order. You know my, my, my marriage, my relationships, my, I need to get these things in order. My house, I need to get this in order. And when we start to crave order, that is a sure sign that you're maturing in the things of God. Because the corner corner mind does not like order. It likes chaos. It's just like, oh, just live how you want to live. But living how you want to live is chaos. You can't wake up. every, Every day can't be chaos. Now, they may have some days that are just chaotic. But every day can't be chaos. Not every day. But when we come under the authority of Christ, it brings order. What are some things that come into light that needs order? The first thing that comes on to, that comes to uh, light that needs order is our time. What are you spending your time on? God wants to bring order to your time. You know, on the iPhone, if you have an iPhone, every Sunday, well, at least on mine it does, it tells you how much time you spend a day on your phone for the week. And I got mine today and it was like two hours. And I said, that's a lot of time to be spending on the phone every day. But it doesn't seem like that. And I was like, man, I need to cut down on my time on the phone. And then I thought, does this include Spotify? <laughs> because I listen to Spotify a lot. So, so is this, are they included in the minutes that I'm playing uh, it, but, but the point is, is that when you come under order, under authority, God begins to make you examine, what are you doing with your time? Because we have time to do everything we want to do, but it seems like we give God the last little crumbs and drops of, oh, I got a little time at the end of the day. Let me go ahead and pray, read my Bible before I fall asleep. But then you fall asleep and don't even finish. You wake up the next morning, Bible on your stomach. Oh, that was some good word last night. I was resting in his word. You didn't even read. But he wants to bring order to your time. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight, say every weight, weight. that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips, trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Weights are things that take up unnecessary time away from you pursuing God. It says, "Strip off every weight." The weights are the things, the sin, the things that that trip you up from pursuing time with God. You have to begin identifying and being a master identifying identifying what are weights that are tripping me up, because I need to break free from these weights. Because your pursuit of the Lord is the most important thing, but that corner of mind of ours will not want you to, to, to strip off the weights. It's going to say, spend more time doing that, because you, you deserve it. You deserve to relax. You, you deserve some me time. Yeah, but that me time is pushing you further away from God. So we have to strip off those weights. Also, what we have to do, we have especially the sin, when God frees you of sin, Stay free. Because st- sin will steal your time. Boy, if you get caught up in some sin, the last thing you want to do is come to church. The last thing you want to do is read your Bible. The last thing you want to do is pray. Because you feel guilty and, and condemned from the sin that you're in. So when Christ sets you free from sin, stay free. Stay free. It's a lot easier if you stay free. Me and Tamar was talking the other day. And I was like, man, you can't pay me to go back to that life I used to live. When I think about how hopeless and how um, just lost I was, man, you could, I don't care, $10 billion, that's not enough. Because I could have all that money and still feel hopeless and lost? I know how that felt. Now, I may not know how $10 billion feel, and I might could buy everything in the world... To try to take away the hopelessness and the loss, feeling that, but that ain't worth it. Because it got to the point where I can't do this anymore. This is miserable. Why in the world would I go back to that life of sin when I know what it leads to? So when Christ set me free, guess what? I'm doing everything in my power. I'm gonna stay free. I'm gonna strip off all these weights that keep me from pursuing Him. I'm gonna strip off this sin. Because the sin is going to keep me from pursuing him. And I'm not going back to that life. That is a miserable life. I don't, sometimes you need to go back to remember how your life used to be before Christ. How did you feel before you came to Christ? You remember those nights when you just like, I can't take this no more. Why do people get suicidal and feel like the only way that they can overcome is just to take their life? Because they have no hope. They feel like this is the, the only way to end this is to take... T- That's hopelessness. I'm not going back to that. But you have to stay free. Amen. Amen. Second thing he wants to bring order to is your words. Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk, love to talk, reap the consequences. One translation or another verse says, turn off the flow. It means if you talk too much, turn off the flow. <laughs> just stop. Because <laughs> idle words will get you in trouble. It's when you're just talking to just to talk. Talky talk, 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 talk. Like, what you doing out I used to tell tomorrow that. <laughs> it's like, you just like to talk, talk, <laughs> talk, talk, talk. <laughs> just talky talk, talk. <laughs> but when, when you just, sometimes you know how, especially when you're tired, And you just start talking, and then you're like, what am I talking about? Just stop. (laughs) Go to bed. (laughs) Just stop talking. But the point is, God wants to bring order to your words because there's life and death in the tongue. You have the power to speak life and death over your situation. Are your words matching the good and perfect gift that God has promised you? So if God has, we know this, God has promised all of us a good and perfect gift. So if that's the case, are your words matching it? Are your words saying that my finances are blessed? Are your words saying my kids will serve the Lord? Are your words saying that my marriage is is uh, healthy and whole? Is it saying that I am prosperous on my job? Are your words matching the good and perfect gift that God has promised you? Only you can determine that. But God wants to bring order to that. You know, there are certain things in your life that that you need to bring life and death to. It says there's death and life in the tongue. So certain things you need to bring death, speak death to, certain things you need to speak life to. I'll give you an example. Every time I go to the doctor and I receive a negative report, I speak death to that report. I have a decision to make every time. Am I going to believe this report, or am I going to believe the report over 2,000 years ago that says that by the stripes that Jesus bore on his back that I am healed? So am I going to speak life to that report and say, Oh, woe is me, another negative report, or I'm going to say, No, I reject that report, and and what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak life over my body And say, body, you come under the authority and under the alignment of the word of God. And the word of God says that I am healed. And so I'm going to stand on the word. So I'm going to speak life over my body. And I'm going to speak death over that report. I do not receive that report. Just like any sickness is torment. Anything that you experience in your life that brings torment is of the enemy. That's not from God. So when people say that, oh, the Lord is teaching me a lesson, that's foolishness. That is foolishness. And it could be sickness or anything. Oh, the Lord just trying to teach me a lesson in my finances. No, it's not. If it's a torment in spirit, that is of the enemy, not of God. Because God has good and perfect things for you. So you have to speak life over certain things and death over certain things. So when the enemy comes to you with those lies, you speak death over him. Devil, I rebuke you. I see you. I reject your lies. And I speak life over this situation, whatever it is. But the thing is, only you can do that. But God wants you to come under his authority to bring order to your words, to speak life. Amen. Amen. Third thing God wants to bring under authority or un- under order is your emotions. And I know emotions is something we can talk about every Sunday because all of us have them. If you don't have emotions, you wouldn't be alive. Jesus had emotions, but our emotions will fail us. When your emotions are unstable, they will sabotage the good and perfect gift that God has for you. Because what begins to happen is God will give you the good and perfect gift or he'll speak it to you. But if your emotions are unstable, you'll talk yourself out of it. Oh, is that really God? Does he really have good things for me? Yes. I don't know if I deserve it. What you talking about? You deserve it. If it's good and perfect gift from the Lord, yes, you deserve it. You're his child. He wants to give you good things. But you can sabotage it if your emotions emotions are unstable. God speaks the word, but your emotions won't allow you to receive it. You have to quickly silence your emotions because your emotions weren't meant to follow the truth. Your emotions were meant to follow yourself, not the truth. How many times have you been in an emotional state and someone spoke the truth of the word to you and you said, I won't hear that. Don't tell me that right now. I know that's right, but I don't want to hear that right now. What is that? Because your emotions don't follow the truth. Your emotions just want to be in a tizzy and stir itself up to, to make you feel better about whatever it is that you're walking through. But the truth will set you free, especially from your emotions. But you have to say, I'm going to bring my emotions into order and say, even though I feel these things and these things are real, I'm not going to let them dominate me. And I'm going to bring them under the authority of Christ because my emotions will waver. My emotions are fickle. There's a story in Luke, I believe Luke chapter seven or nine. I can't remember. But it's a story about the satyrean. Uh, the centurion's daughter, and he comes to Jesus, and and I'm going to preach this on uh, one Sunday too, but just let y'all know, but, uh, but he comes to Jesus, and he says, don't even come to my house, just speak the word, and my daughter will be healed. Well, they get to the house, and the people said, don't even bother the master, don't bother the teacher, she's already dead. And Jesus said, do not fear, just believe. And you know what the people did? They were in there wailing and weeping and crying and, and falling out, cutting up. And as soon as Jesus said, do not fear, just believe, she, she's, she's, not, she's just asleep. You know what they start doing? After all the wailing and weeping, they start laughing and ridiculing Jesus. So how do you go from weeping and feeling sorry and, and, all the, and, and mourning and all this to laughing at Jesus? Because the emotions are unstable. Your emotions will switch on you just like that. You can't trust your emotions. Don't trust your emotions, amen. Your emotions, they will lie to you. John chapter 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. Your emotions, you feel your emotions because your heart is troubled. Jesus is saying, let not your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. What's the word? Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't give into your emotions. Just believe in God. And Jesus says, also believe in me too. Believe in God and believe in me, but do not let your heart, whatever you're facing and walking through right now, do not let your heart be troubled. Don't let your emotions get the best of you. Bring them under order to the authority of Christ and be free. Amen? Amen. Last thing. The third thing is this. He sends you. So God, the first thing God does is he, he has good and perfect gift. He brings things in order. And then he sends you. John chapter 12, verse 49. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. Jesus had authority because he came in alignment with the authority of God. He said, I I only speak or I only say and do what my Father has told me to say. He had authority because he was under the authority of the Father. Jesus' authority came for the Father who sent him. So, Who has sent you with authority? Are you operating under the authority of yourself or under the authority of Christ? You ever think about that? Whatever you're doing, who sent you? Did Jesus send you under his authority? Or are you under the authority operating under yourself? Because there's a lot of people out there thinking they're, they're under, under the authority of Christ, but they're under the authority of themselves. What, what is that? That's the carnal mind. They're under the authority of themselves, but that's not how Jesus intended. Anything that you, are current, you currently have, whose authority are you operating under to fulfill that thing? So Jesus has given us authority over all things all things. So when you come in the authority in your marriage, whose authority are you under? In your family, in your relationships, in your job, in your finances, in your money, in your, and and think about this, how can you say my finances are blessed, or you speak blessings over your finances, if they're not under the authority of Christ? You know, there's a lot of people out there that say, oh, my finances are blessed. But under the, are, are they under the authority of Christ? What does that mean? Are you giving God his tithe? Do you willingly and consistently give God what is already due to him? Because if you don't give money back to him that's already his and under his authority, how can you call something blessed that's not of him? You can't. But there's a lot of confused people out there. Oh, and they, you know how it is. They, they speak blessings. Oh, I'm just so blessed. No, the enemy could bless you too. He could bless you too to confuse you and to keep you serving him. But you have to make sure I'm coming under the authority of Christ. Amen? Anything that comes into your life that is truly sent by God will align with his word. Anything that comes from God that he sends in your life, will come, under, come in alignment with his word. And when it comes to things in your life that are not of God, they will always bring turmoil and cause you to struggle and compromise to try and make it work because it's not under alignment with him. Anything that God does not bring in your life, you will constantly be in turmoil and strife And struggle and compromise to make it work. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's not of him, you're going to struggle. You're going to compromise to try to make it work. And you're going to wear yourself slap out. But when it's from him, it's easy. Because all you have to do is receive it. And he has a good and perfect gift for all of us. For all of us. You don't have to strive. You don't have to try to make it work. You don't have to try to manipulate. God has a good and perfect gift for all of us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So if there's anything or any area in your life that brings confusion, it is not of God. You need to put it under his authority. And say, I surrender this, I release this, because God is not the God of confusion. Why in the world is a God who has good and perfect gifts for you, want you to be confused? Because he won't. <laughs> if you choose to be confused, that's on you. That's the corner mind. And our natural instinct is to say, oh, I'm just so used to living like this. It just seems natural. This just seems like how it's supposed to be. You just got to try to figure things out. No, you don't. You don't have to try to figure anything out when it comes from God. Because it's good and perfect. It brings peace. It's in alignment with his word. And you don't have to strive. You receive it. It's just like if I walk up to you and give you an envelope of money. You don't have to go outside and work for it. You just receive it. It's a gift. Just receive it. But when God gives you something good and perfect, it's not of confusion. Come under alignment with the authority of Christ today. Amen? He wants you under alignment. And when you do, oh, what a good life that's going to be. And now you're on the road to getting free from that carnal mind. Because the carnal mind does not want to come under the authority of God or anyone. Why do certain people not like their boss? Because they got to come under alignment with them. They don't know what they are doing. They should be doing it this way. That's their carnal mind. Come under alignment. Amen? Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word. Oh, Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that it brings so much truth, brings so much clarity and peace to us today. And I just thank you, Lord, that we come under alignment with your authority. And in these next few moments, just ask the Lord, Lord, what are you speaking to me during this message? How would you have me respond? Lord, I thank you, you're speaking clearly to our hearts this morning. You're giving us clear direction, Lord God, that's going to bring us under alignment with you. And it's going to bring order. And I thank you that every good and perfect gift comes from you. And we receive it by faith. About every lie of the enemy that will try to hinder what you're speaking to us this morning but let us come under the authority of Christ and obey. Thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen. You can keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. I just want to give one final invitation. That's for anyone that wants to come in right relationship with God. Maybe you serve God at one point or want to come back to him or you never surrendered your life to God at all. Maybe you're watching online. You never serve God, but you want to come into right relationship with him. I just want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus this morning. So if that's you, you want to come into right relationship with God, we you know we're looking around. Just lift your hand, and I want to pray for you. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, I'm asking everyone just to place their hand over their heart and say, Heavenly Father, thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for your mercy and grace. Thank you for forgiving me, all, forgiving me of all of my sin. I thank you for this moment where I come into right relationship with you. I come under your authority. I come under alignment with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. And if you prayed that prayer, there's a couple things I want you to do. If you did it online, congratulations. Uh, In the comment section, just comment, I made a decision, and we'll reach out to you throughout the week, but if you're in the building and you made that decision, and the seat back in front of you, there's a card that says, I made a decision, fill that out and drop it in the offering bucket on the way out, and we would love to connect with you as well. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to give you guys a couple of announcements online, and then you guys are dismissed. Uh, We have prayer this Wednesday, October 25th at One hour prayer, you guys are invited to that. We have water baptisms next Sunday. So if you recently got saved, come in, come get dunked. The is gonna be... It's gonna be there. <laughs> so come get water baptized. I'm just joking. But come get water baptized next Sunday. Uh, we love to have uh, you participate in that. Invite your family and friends. Uh, you can email us at info at newlifemobile.org to sign up for that. We'd love to have you uh, come get water baptized. Also, if you're prepared to give, you could give as well. You could download our app, you could give, or you could go to our website at newlifemobile.org to give as well. So we're gonna pray for those that are online that are prepared to give, then you guys are dismissed. Lord, I thank you for those that are giving today. Bless them in every area of their life. I thank you that you're with them in all that they do. I thank you that they're coming under alignment with you today. And I thank you that you bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in. We have water baptisms again next Sunday. Also prayer this Wednesday, 630. Love to see you in the building. Y'all have a great, great Sunday. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, also the cards. Don't forget to drop the cards in the offering bucket when, uh, after service. Also, if you're prepared to give, you can stand to your feet. We're going to pray. A prayer of blessing and you could come and give at this time Lord I thank you for the your faithful tithers Lord God I thank you for the generosity of this house Lord I thank you Lord God that you continue to bless us with everything that we need I thank you Lord God that you're the God of more than enough and I pray that this church that your people we have more than enough Lord I thank you that